Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to minister to people coming to an abortion center that are not necessarily abortion-minded. We know this episode will encourage and equip you, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening, and as always, encourage you guys to share this podcast. It's mainly focused on equipping people and encouraging people who are out on the sidewalk, but we cover other subjects that don't necessarily have to do with sidewalk counseling ministry. Um, So I think it'd be a blessing to a lot of people, but in particular, people that are reaching out on the sidewalks at their local abortion center or people that are praying about reaching out at their local abortion center. I want to mention that just this past Saturday, we're recording on a Monday, um, of February the 8th. Mm, I think so. Right. And you guys should hear this the Thursday. That's how it typically works. We record on a Monday and we put them out on a Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, Just past this past Saturday, February the 6th, we did an online training, what we call Sidewalks 101 training, which we made available to to anybody who heard about it, which we didn't really um, invite a lot of people. We didn't really share a lot with a lot of people that we were going to be doing this. We had a large group of people. Yeah. We are doing some online training. Maybe you're interested in that. We were doing, again, what we call our 101 training, which is just basic how-to of sidewalk counseling. Actually, we cover the what, why, and how of sidewalk outreach ministries for sidewalk counseling. And uh, maybe you're interested in that. Maybe listening to these podcasts has gotten you interested in going out and you want to get equipped. We do that every the first Saturday of every month. We'll be doing that moving forward at uh, Eastern Time 2 to 4. And you'd have to fill out an application and us give you the thumbs up on your application for you to be able to be on that training and then we'll send you the link. Um, but if you're interested in that at all, you can go to um, lovelife.org slash America and there's some ways to get involved. You could even reach out to me if you wanted to, Daniel at lovelife.org, and I can give you the information that you need and get you to the appropriate appropriate places to sign up and all of that. But just want to let you guys know that's available. That's that's what we're trying our best to do with this podcast, trying our best to do with uh, Love Life America and all of that, is to train and equip people to be a gospel-centered witness at their local abortion center. That's what we're trying to do. And hopefully that's what this podcast will try to do. It's a little different. Normally we deal with how do you talk to an abortion-minded mom at an abortion center? Right, that's, that, that's our focus. That's our main focus. Yeah. But we do know the Latrobe Abortion Center that you guys have heard us talk about a lot is what we would consider an abortion mill. Mm-hmm. They just do abortions. That's all they do. That's on their website. That's that's all they're offering is abortion. And there's a lot of those freestanding abortion clinics around the country that all they do is abortion. But there are also a lot of abortion clinics that do other things. And a lot of those abortion clinics are Planned Parenthoods. Right. Planned Parenthoods, um, even though... Their bread and butter, for lack of a better term, is abortion. That's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. They do do other things, um, offer birth control. Um, They do hormone therapy. We're Mm going to talk a little bit about that. They do STD testing and stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff they offer, however, though, is is stuff that you can get in other places. So it's not like Planned Parenthood is necessary because they offer these other things. I mean, (laughs) you know, you hear people saying, you know, Planned Parenthood – 
they, they do more than just abortions. As a matter of fact, I think they say statistically only 3% of what they do is abortion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that makes them like mostly good, right? <laughs> right. But my response to that is always, well, let me cook you a pan of brownies with, made with the best chocolate <laughs> and just put 3% dog poop, dog poop in there. Would you still eat the brownies? Would you still encourage your friends to eat the brownies? Yeah. Probably yeah. not, right? I like you know. to say, and Hitler was a great guy, except for that thing about the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. You know, he was he was mostly just trying to do the best thing Most, for his country, right. and only 3% right. of what he did was yeah. kill Jews in gas right. chambers. So, right, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He didn't put a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, maybe our, our mostly peaceful protests that we've had around right, the country where right. people burn and loot and riot. Yeah. And they're mostly peaceful. Only right. 3% of it is them you know, bashing uh, <laughs> storefronts in with bricks right. and things like that. <laughs> the, the, the bad far um, overcomes the, the whatever apparent good that might be uh, When, it, when might it's be that on. bad, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so not to rabbit trail on that, um, let's jump in. To what we're talking about. Okay. Again, we're talking about you're at a Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. or at an abortion center. You want to reach the moms going in that are having abortions. Right. But there's other people. There's yeah. people coming in. There's a, a, a lady walking in says, I'm here for birth control. Yeah. Or there's a person walking in saying, I'm here for STD testing. Mm-hmm. I'm here for an ultrasound because they do it cheaper here than anywhere else. Yeah. How do you respond to that? So we're yeah. going to touch a couple of those subjects and just talk or talk about how uh, we respond and the best ways to uh, to minister to people in that capacity. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, yeah. The the main groups, and and we know this because we're ministering at a, at a Planned Parenthood now. Um, we, there are four abortion centers in our city, and we are at all of them. And one of those is a Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And so there are lots of different groups going in, and so the main groups we tried to kind of just uh, break it down. So that as we talk about it, you can think about, okay, these are the main groups. How how can we reach them or at least be somewhat knowledgeable yeah. about each of those groups so that we can speak to them? Um, and all, all of these groups need the Lord. And most of these groups are people that are going to be abortion vulnerable yeah. if they are not – they're already abortion yeah. vulnerable. So if we can speak um, – knowledgeably to them, we might be able to stop abortion before it's ever, yeah. you know, been well, considered. One of the things that Planned Parenthood does is they try to get in communities and they offer things, you know, like sex education, right. which yeah. is ridiculous, getting sex education from a an abortion provider. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah. But they try to sow their seeds into the community so that when a woman does get in a, quote, unwanted pregnancy situation, where does she go? She goes to Planned Parenthood. Exactly. So we always, in any of these situations, want to deter people from going into Planned Parenthood. Because right. they're trying to build relationships with people. And one of the things we've discovered locally, just to mention this, because there's this idea that Planned Parenthood is needed because they offer free stuff. Right. We had a lady call not too long ago, the Planned Parenthood here locally, and this has happened nationally. People have called Planned Parenthood and figured out, okay, what what do they offer that's actually free? And almost nothing is free. They're not given free ultrasounds. Right, right. They're not given free pregnancy um, testing. Yeah. They're not doing free birth control yeah. or free um, STD testing. None of this stuff is free. Right. Yeah. And so we do want to deter people from going in there who come with these different things that are not right. necessarily 
coming for an abortion. Right. Yeah. So we 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 talk about each of these areas and just uh, to kind of organize it for you, the the main areas that that we see at our local Planned Parenthood and probably at most parenthood Planned Parenthood people coming for birth control or problems with birth control. Yeah. Abortion workers. Now they aren't coming to Planned Parenthood, but you see them. They're a group that you'll see going in and out. Yeah. Um, the women coming for low cost pregnancy tests or ultrasounds. The women coming for pap smear, STD testing, or other health issues, not mammograms, because they don't do mammograms. They don't. Even don't the, care how they, much people say they do, they, they do, do not, not do them. They do not. And then the latest group that I, and, and that's one that we're going to do a teeny little case study on because it really took me kind of by surprise. I wasn't expecting and I didn't know how to deal with it, were men coming for hormone therapy for trans- transgender transition. Yeah. And that we kept seeing these men going in to Planned Parenthood alone, coming out alone, never apparently meeting women. And it took us a while to figure out, oh, they're here for hormone therapy. Yeah. So not that we ca- – our wheelhouse is – the abortion-minded women. Sure. We know how to deal with an abortion-minded women, woman. That's that's the focus of our ministry. But I think it is important that we know what to say and do yeah. with 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 these uh, with these other groups. Yeah, and I think also to um, we we know how to minister to these groups without letting them be um, all-consuming, right? So that right, that's one thing yeah. you need to be aware of is yeah. that. Um, the enemy of the best is always the good. So is it right. good to minister to someone who thinks that they're a woman when they're really a man? Um, yeah, it's good to minister the truth to them. It's good to, to you know show them the truth of God's word and to minister the love of Jesus to them. But what's the best? Well, if someone's walking past them that's there to kill their child, continuing in a lengthy conversation with them and neglecting to give a voice to that baby – You'd be you'd be sacrificing the good for the best, I believe, in that situation. Yeah. So we're going to be talking yep. a little bit about how you can answer these situations, but also to keep your focus on why you're actually there. Yeah, and your focus is always the abortion-minded women. So, yeah. so we had a case uh, last week at Planned Parenthood of of a young lady that it it I won't make this too lengthy, but we found out that she was there for an IUD removal. Yeah. I actually didn't know Planned Parenthood. Parenthood did that, um, so it was interesting to know that they did. They they will remove the IUD, um, but we called out to the women not knowing that, and that's always our strategy. So with all these groups, um, we would start off calling out if you're here for an abortion. Yeah, um, maybe you have a friend that you could talk to this about, but we are here to offer you hope and help. So we always start that way, and. Oftentimes, they'll tell us, I'm not here for an abortion. Sometimes we discovered that that was a lie, but sometimes we discover it was the truth. And that was the case with this young lady last week. She was not there for an abortion. She did tell us she was having birth control removed. I kind of forgot that uh, because so many people go in and out and we're calling out to so many people. So she was in there for a while. And then I saw this woman come out. It, it was her, but I had forgotten the discussion I'd had with her car site. And she's weeping. Yeah. And I just kept calling out saying, you're obviously upset. I know whatever you face, we can help you. And she finally came over to me just bawling, yeah. crying her eyes out. And um, the first thing I did, actually, even in the COVID era, I probably shouldn't have, but was hugged her because this was a young lady, you know what, probably just out of teen hood and just so upset and she's crying and said they and she's by the way it was 
frigid out, 20 degrees, and she's wearing a T-shirt and um, flip-flops with no socks, socks, no winter coat, nothing. Wow. And, um, and she said um, she was late for her appointment for the IUD to be removed, and, um, and they wouldn't do it because she was late. Wow. And so she's standing in the cold, frigid, obviously doesn't own winter clothes, obviously what is it? poor. Planned Parenthood care... No matter what, unless you're yeah. late for your appointment. Yeah, well, that was the irony, too, is we had just, right before we saw that woman, we, we were commenting, my counselor friend and I, about the Planned Parenthood sign that says, Planned Parenthood cares, no matter what. I took a picture of it, and I said, really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, no matter, I guess if you're late for your appointment, yeah. then they no longer care. <laughs> they no longer care. <laughs> so the no matter what was probably a little bit of an exaggeration I on Planned say. Parenthood's part. But anyway, we said, um, fortunately, I was standing there with, with a fellow, uh, my fellow counselor is a doctor. And she said, um, the, the woman said, I'm having pain. I'm in pain. So not only was she late for the appointment, she told them she's in pain. And it sounds like it was the IUD. And, um, and so um, some principles kind of in dealing with her was, first of all, find out the problem. We found out the problem. She's in pain, yeah. possibly emergency pain. And uh, our our doctor friend said, well, you need to get to the ER, yeah. which is literally five minutes away. And um, and then that the doctor drove her there, yeah. um, actually took her to the ER. But um, so uh, – and then we, we even gave her a, a sweatshirt just said keep it for this poor poor woman but um we know now there are going to be women who are getting birth control we know that we yeah. knew people come to get get birth control and but there's also people having an IUD either i don't know if they put in I, IUDs my guess is they do but yeah. they certainly remove the IUDs but they just wouldn't for this one yeah so there are kind of some principles we can think about in in dealing with that. Again, we don't want to spend a lot of time, but the one of the things um, that did occur to me right away was this young lady, young, unmarried, on birth control. Well, she's clearly not following God in terms of sexual purity. Yeah. So having that gospel discussion is always important. Yeah, absolutely. And this has got to be done, a, you know, forthright, but a gracious way. We're right. not just coming across yeah. as condemning. Well, yeah. you should be having birth control because you're a fornicator. Yeah, right. There's a nice way to say that. Yeah. We need to bring God's truth into the equation. God's yeah. truth is best always, no matter what modern society says. And so, yeah, talking about that. And of course, I believe this is more appropriately a woman-to-woman -woman discussion. Yeah. Although, as a man, as a pastor, I can certainly address things in that level. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got to address that issue yeah. for sure. Well, and when she, when someone is broken, um, we never want to heap sorrow upon sorrow. You yeah, have said absolutely. that, and I think that that's really, really good advice. But the the flip side of that is when someone is broken, they know they're broken. They know that they are in a terrible mess, and they're receptive yeah. to hey. How do I not get in this mess again? And that was where we were able to start with her. Sure. And we gave her a sweatshirt and a ride to the hospital. So she was open to hearing what these kind people had to say about God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there are other, you know, there certainly are other things that we offered her and that we could offer to anyone yeah. in, in those situations. So uh, first of all, letting them know that, birth control that is given by planned parenthood is uh, can often cause abortions yeah and many people don't know that yeah so educating 
the people coming in because some of them, as they're walking in, that's all they're there for. They're just there for birth control. And that's one of the things you can call out. Did you know that this place does abortions? They almost always say yes. And then, so something else that you can offer is community health centers yeah. that do that service, you know, less expensively. Yeah. And, you know, I will mention if I'm at a Planned Parenthood and I'm having a conversation with a mom or a dad going in and they'll say oftentimes, well, I'm not here for that. Right. You know, yeah. they, they want to distance themselves from abortion. Yeah, they do. And They're so I'll ashamed. ask them, yeah, if I can pick right. up on that, I'll ask them, so so what do you think about the fact that Planned Parenthood does abortions? And oftentimes they'll say, well, I don't like it. And I will actually give them the analogy that I just gave you guys at the very beginning. Yeah. I'll say, well, what if I offered you a pan of brownies that, you know, I just cooked up real nice and uh, used the best chocolate I could, but I mix, mixed a little bit of dog poop in it. Would you yeah. eat them? Yeah. And... um of course, they're going to say, no way. I'll say, that's yeah. Planned Parenthood, except it's even yeah. worse. Yeah, they're doing other things for you at a low cost, but they're killing babies inside of that place. Yeah. And you don't really want to have any association with that, do you? Yeah. And then I will point them to a pregnancy center mm -hmm. that can oftentimes do everything that Planned Parenthood is offering, except mm -hmm. for a whole lot cheaper. Right. And the question might be, well, why didn't they go there in the first place? Well, a lot of times, because they don't hear about it. That's pregnancy right. centers have a hard time competing. I mean, pregnancy centers are nonprofit, locally supported organizations normally. Yeah. And thank God, you know, for the fact that churches and individuals support them. But for them to bring in enough money to compete with Planned Parenthood in the Google space is like almost impossible. Right. Because right. Planned Parenthood is pouring, you know, I don't know, probably nationally millions of dollars into Google, maybe yeah. even every month. Yeah. To get those words that like free pregnancy tests and ultrasound mm -hmm. and that stuff to get mm -hmm. those keywords as for for their links to pop up when people search the yeah. keywords. Yeah. So a lot of these women don't know about the pregnancy centers. They don't. And now the the pregnancy centers, many of them are Christian, and many of them do not provide birth control counseling there or birth control. Yeah. So th that's why it's so good to have uh, as big a list as you can have of low cost community centers because they will provide birth control. And we could do, we probably should do at some point a, a, you know, a podcast about birth control. There yeah. are so many different feelings about it. For sure, we would not support the um, the pill because it, it can cause abortion or the IUD, both of yep. those can. But um, but there are other forms of birth control and, and there are community uh, resource centers that um, that will provide that other community health centers yeah. that that will provide that. So um, so knowing knowing those and offering those is a way to deal with the, these women that are um, going in. And uh, your point that I, I love telling them the story that you tell them because it makes it real. Yeah. Um, but also, so, almost all of them say. Um, Really, there's other places where we could go, and uh, we give out 20 pieces of literature when we're there yeah. because they want to know there are other low cost. There are people that go to Planned Parenthood because there's just nothing else yeah. available for them. So anyway, the second group that we see out there, the abortion workers, yeah. and those aren't moms going in and out or men going in and out, but it, it's people who work there. Yeah. And- what do we do with them? What can we call out to them? Yeah. So, of course, you have that at every abortion center, not just right. at Planned Parenthood. That's right. You know, these, uh, you know, we certainly deal with abortion workers here at the Latrobe Abortion Center. And, again, they're not a priority for us. Right. It's not that 
God doesn't love them equally. He mm-hmm. loves them just like he loves the moms going in. Yeah. Um, but for the moms and the babies that they carry, it's like 911 emergency. Like there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. And certainly for these abortion workers, there's this, at least in some measure, a sense of urgency that they need to get out of this industry or they they become more and more engulfed in this spirit of death. Right. Um, but some of the things, of course, we'll call out to them is I always will say, God's made you for so much more than this. Ooh, that's a good line. That's one of the things yeah. that I will say. God has given you the skills as a nurse. I'll say this to the doctors as well. God has yeah. given you the skills as a doctor. Mm-hmm. And now you're using those those skills to destroy life rather than to protect life. Mm-hmm. God has so much more for you than this. Yeah. And then, of course, you want to sting their conscience yeah. and not back away from the fact that abortion is murder. And so I will warn them, you know, if you take part in the shedding of innocent blood, the Bible says that you will reap what you sow mm-hmm. and just call them to repent. Stop yeah. taking part in what's going on inside of there. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a resource, mm-hmm. we will point them to abortionworker.com. Mm-hmm. We don't have the manpower and really the, the the calling and the focus to be able to get them a job. And we have helped some local abortion workers get better jobs and things like that. We've right. seen, what is it, 26 over the past two years yeah. or so. Yeah. As Love Life, I think locally we've seen 18 to maybe 20. Yeah, and those are the ones that contact us. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty that have left, we're sure, that haven't contacted us. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. actually are friends with one of the ladies that used to, to yeah. run the front desk, and uh, she's started a catering business and yeah. has catered. And we use her. Yeah, we've <laughs> cat- she's catered some of our meetings. It's, right. it's been really yeah. cool, but yeah. um, we want to point them toward, um, if we can get them local resources, but if we can't, we appoint him to abortionworker.com, who has yeah. a program to get these uh, folks, mostly women, out of the abortion industry. Right. And so we call that out. We have yeah. actually little business cards mm-hmm. that say abortionworker.com on them, hand mm-hmm. them to them if we're able to do that. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how we deal with that. Yeah. And we've had abortion workers leave on – it's not common, but they'll, they'll leave and come to us in tears saying, I, I have to leave this place, and we'll hand them the card. And that's Abby Johnson's uh, ministry, a former Planned Parenthood manager. And it, yeah. it is – they know what they're doing with the abortion workers. So um, we've, we kind of touched on the this a little bit, women coming for low-cost pregnancy tests or ultrasounds. I do want to point out um, – uh, and then what you talked about with pregnancy resource centers, yeah, that's the perfect resource to point them to. Yeah, and they're often they're they're lower on the list if you Google the yeah, first absolutely. hit is going to be Planned Parenthood or an abortion center. And I know for a fact because I've talked with the women at um, coming out of uh, the Latrobe abortion center that they are lured in there by free pregnancy test. And what yeah. they've told me is that yes, the pregnancy test is free. But if you want the results, you have to pay $15. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how deceptive is. is that? And the ultrasounds. at uh, Now, I don't know what, what uh, Planned Parenthood charges, but but at Latrobe uh, facility, they say the ultrasounds are free. Yeah. If you get the abortion. Yeah. But if you don't get the abortion, then you pay a lot of money. Oh, yeah. For the, for the, yeah. But they don't tell you that. Yeah. It, 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 but they lure, they lure them in. Um, and don't tell them what the, what really the bottom line is. This is only if you – it's free only if, yeah. if you do Yeah, and how that basically works is when a woman comes into the abortion center, she checks in. What's the first thing they ask for? They want your ID and your form of payment. Right. And they're asking her, say, what, what procedure are you 
how far along are you? Right. And then what procedure are you considering? If they say something like, well, I'm not exactly sure if I want to go through the abortion or not. I want to get the ultrasound first. Mm-hmm. Then they'll get them to go ahead and pay $185 because mm-hmm. they have to have blood work and an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Take them back for the ultrasound. And if they are saying, well, I'm not sure I want to do this, then they say, well, you've already paid $185 and uh, we can't refund that. So all you have to pay is another you know, $215, right. $300, whatever dollars, and we can go ahead and take care of this. Right. They get that hook in them. Yeah. And they, because they're a business that makes money off of killing children, they convince women who are not completely sure that they want to have an abortion. This notion that yeah. people come to an abortion center and they already have their minds made up is such a false notion. It is. So untrue. Yeah. And uh, and so, again, they try to get their hook in them. Yeah. They bring them in with this free or low-cost ultrasound. And in comparison, it is pretty low-cost. $185 is yeah. pretty cheap compared to going to an OB doctor where it's like, I don't know, three $400. Yeah. But there's free ones through us at yes. our at our mobile ultrasound unit or through local pregnancy resource centers the the pregnancy test and the ultrasound is free yeah. and it astonishes me that so many women don't know that but they don't so offering that and again if they're there um if they're low income unmarried which many of them are and they're coming for low cost pregnancy test or an ultrasound they're abortion vulnerable. Yeah. No, no matter where you are, they are abortion vulnerable. Yeah. And so sharing the gospel, again, always, always something that even even these people that aren't there for an abortion now, we'll always give them the literature. Yeah. And the way that we kind of gently suggest um, that they take that literature is maybe you have a friend or you will have a friend one day who is considering abortion, and it would just be good. Our name and number is on this, and you've got the information. Yeah. So we deal with them actually not all that differently from the women coming in for an abortion. We still get them information. We still try to share sexual purity message in the gospel, and then we point them to local resources that don't kill babies. Yeah. That's why it's good to have, like we have on our brochures, on the back of our brochure, a list of local pregnancy centers. Yeah. If you don't have that um, and you've got some literature that you hand out, uh, then make a list of local pregnancy centers. Yeah. Do them on, you know, just regular old paper, print it out on your printer if you right. have to and right. slip it in your literature. Yeah. Make up stickers. I mean, there's so many things out there. Vistaprint, you can print stuff really cheap on Vistaprint. Yeah. Make up something that looks good as yeah. a sticker, stick it on the back of your literature. Uh, make up something, a card or something yeah. that you can hand them to. And I would suggest, actually, if uh, there's a pregnancy center not far from the Planned Parenthood or wherever you're reaching out at, mm-hmm. just make up a card. This is what um, actually Elijah has at the Wendover Abortion Center mm-hmm. because the mobile unit, uh, the Wendover Clinic is not far from the Latrobe Clinic, and we have mm-hmm. the mobile unit at the Latrobe Clinic. Right. He just made up a card that has a map that shows them how to get here with directions on the bottom. Um, you know, written out directions, but also a map that shows them how to get here to the mobile unit, not to yeah. the abortion clinic, but to the mobile unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, English on one side, Spanish on the other side. Hey, there's a mobile unit uh, that will give you a free ultrasound pregnancy test five minutes five minutes away from here, however far it is away for you guys, and uh, hand it to them. Yeah, and uh, turn them away from yeah. from that place. Yeah, and another piece of good practical advice is if you've got someone who is there for an ultrasound and they tell you they're 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 only for an ultrasound, then um, 
to offer to call while they're standing in front of you, call a pregnancy resource center, yeah. because then then you keep the more you can keep them from going in that place that also does abortions, the better off for the baby and for that woman. Yeah. So and if you call a pregnancy resource center and say, I am standing in front of an abortion center, you've just cued them in. This is someone who is abortion vulnerable and and they will often move mountains to, yeah. to get them in there quickly. Yeah. So this, I think, is a is a point that needs to be made also mm-hmm. as kind of a side note that building, if you're going to be out in an abortion center, building a good relationship with your local pregnancy yeah. center is really important. Yeah, We can probably do a podcast about pregnancy centers and some of the differences, because there certainly are some differences depending yeah. on the pregnancy center. I know we did a podcast or I did a podcast interview with Tara Quinn, right. who's with Help Pregnancy Center that we partner with here locally, mm-hmm. who's just awesome. They're very unusual. Yeah, yeah they they're, are they're really unusual wonderful. in the pregnancy center world. Yeah, in they that, are. Um, they're a little more forthright about abortion being murder, but they do it in a gracious way. More, a little more forthright with the gospel. Yeah, um, than some are. Yeah, and so again, we could probably do a whole podcast about some of the differences and some of the things that you need to be aware of. But still, yet building that relationship with your local pregnancy center is important. And let's say. Because I've heard from a lot of people, well, they don't share the gospel mm-hmm. or they whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if they don't share the gospel, um, you don't do ultrasounds, right? Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Well, you share the gospel. Then. Yeah. If you're going to point a woman in that direction, mm-hmm. then get her phone number, get her right. contact info. Right. Follow up with her. You share the gospel then. Yeah. Um, and let them do the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Let them do the ultrasound stuff, the medical stuff. Yeah. And you do the follow up as far as discipleship and that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know they're not going into a place that is going to be talking them into an abortion. So you have time. Yeah. You have time to share the gospel yeah, after exactly. after they're done with the ultrasound. Yeah. You may not have that if they walk into the Planned Parenthood or into any abortion center because yeah. they may be talked into immediately yeah, killing absolutely. the baby. And having a good relationship with your pregnancy center, even in spite of differences, mm-hmm. um, can really go a long way so that when you're out there standing in front of the Planned Parenthood and you've got... Um, a young lady who's abortion-minded who's considering going to that place, if you can call ahead, like you mentioned, yeah, it goes a long way to just kind of that handoff process. To let her right. know they're waiting on right. you. You know they're yeah. they're expecting you. Um, some pregnancy centers are a little weird, where they might want to talk to her before mm-hmm. they set any kind of appointment, mm-hmm. which is fine. Maybe mm-hmm. you can hand the phone to her or whatever. Yep. Um, but calling ahead is helpful, and it does help if you have a relationship. Uh, you know, we've got kind of an end with all the pregnancy centers around here. Yeah. Where we know the directors and stuff. We can get on the phone with them directly yeah. and say, hey, we've got somebody coming. Can you make room? Yeah. And uh, so, again, that, that goes a long way, that relationship yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really, um, really an important um, resource. Yeah. So women coming for pap smears, STD testing, or other health issues. We've talked specifically about kind of the birth control issues, but they come for other health issues as well. And this is women, not men yet. We'll get to that last. But um, so, again, we use a lot of the same strategies yeah. speaking to them as as we've as we've already mentioned. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and the, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about that one. Yeah. Um except, you know, there are some pregnancy centers. Actually one of the the ones here um um actually a couple of the ones here in Charlotte, uh the pro-life pregnancy centers do STD testing and stuff like that. Okay, that's good to know. So that's good yeah. to know. It's good yeah. to know if you have a good relationship with your pregnancy center, you mm-hmm. know the stuff that they offer and you can point mm-hmm. these women in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um but 
many of the pregnancy centers won't do like a pap smear and stuff like that. But there are places right. that will. There yeah. are community centers mm-hmm. that, I mean, they're not gospel-centered. They're just government entities, some of them. Right. Some of them are, right. you know, nonprofits or whatever. But they're far better than Planned Parenthood. Exactly. They're not doing abortions. Yeah. That's the critical key point. If exactly. you can get them someplace that doesn't do abortions, you've got a shot at continuing to disciple her and yeah. have that baby continue to be yeah. safe if she's pregnant. And I would say if you're seeing patterns, like you're out there reaching out on a regular basis and you're seeing patterns of people that are coming for pap smears or STD testing or whatever, yeah. then the things that you see a pattern of – yeah then compile a list of resources for that particular thing. So again, you're seeing people coming on a regular basis for STD testing. Right. Get a list of three or four places yeah. that do that so you can point them in that direction. Hand them that list. Maybe right. again, it's a it's a compiled list of all the resources that you, you've compiled. I'd say the best you can not to just overwhelm them with so much stuff yeah. um, is good, but yeah. just a little pamphlet or something like that. You can hand them, give them directions to the place to get them away from there. Um, can be really helpful getting them getting them away from going in to a place that kills children for money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the last major group, which was the one that kind of sparked this whole podcast for me, because I was kind of lost in how do I respond to this, was uh, a young man who. Um, well, there were a few. This happened several times, but the one in particular, it was a young man going in um, and then coming out. In both cases, I didn't realize it was a man until he um, was close. I thought it was a woman yeah. um, because this was someone transitioning a. a transgender person who um, who I, I called out and said, hey, we can help you, thinking it's a woman. And as he approaches, he said, I don't think you can help me with my issues. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, it's a man. And, and he said, um, I'm, I'm here for hormone therapy. Yeah. And so I just really kind of was at a loss. I had never dealt with that. Never. That was my first time. And um, what I did do was just instantly, this is where I always go, is I talked about um, that we were all loved because we are all created in the image of a holy God and focusing on on the image of God and shared the gospel. He was not terribly receptive. He got back in his car and said, Planned Parenthood really understands LGBTQ people and transgender people. And that really... struck me. First of all, his clear unhappiness. And I thought after he had left, I should have said something like, are you content? And because I do know enough about the transgender um, movement that these people have a very, very high rate of suicide, very unhappy, um, very, they're never at home in even following um, surgery. And and the doctor friend that was with me, in fact, um, verified that. She said that her son is a doctor at Johns Hopkins, and they had studied and done um, the surger- surgical intervention for people transitioning from one gender to another for 20 years. And what they, and they did all kinds of research during that time and found that the Suicide rate prior to the surgery is about 40%. It's really high. And then they they did 20 years of study of of these people following the surgery, and the suicide rate was unchanged. So they stopped doing them. Because they said, what are we doing? We're doing these very disfiguring, um, irreversible surgeries with all the risks involved. And it's not helping. Yeah. They're they're still suicidal. So um so that says a lot. But but the 
when I did some research on this, I, I really found that um, uh, the church maybe is not responding as well as it should or could be. It, yeah. it can be very condemning sure. without understanding. So we, we just wanted to give you all, and we have an article that is accompanying this podcast, and we've put some links um, on maybe some ways that you can gracious, gracefully and graciously um, approach this issue. But um, but one of the things in listening to people who came out of the transgender um, movement, started off, maybe even did the surgery, and I did hear um, um, a podcast with one of those women speaking who had been uh, transgendered as a man for nine years. And what brought her back was the gospel. Wow. And she said, despite all the anger and hatred, um, that she expressed to her mother or others who tried to keep pointing her back to um, her identity in Christ um, and the importance of that and the truth of the gospel. She said, you may think you're not making an impact because she said she would just scream and storm away. Yeah. But she said those words never left. The word of God does not return void. And she said, don't, don't abandon the gospel. But she gave some advice um, in kind of some strategies so that that gospel could be more easily received. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, um, I think I, I wrote down some of what those main points are. One, one of them was um, was really that that you first listen, just yeah. listen, understand their world, because these people are very largely in significant pain. And if they don't feel you truly understand the pain that they're in, that it, you know, you can't just introduce, well, God can change everything and, you know, just, you know, grow up or whatever. Yeah. That is not going to be well received and, and they're going to reject it. Yeah. So, um, so listen and and then I think you were the one, Daniel, that that suggested some of the things that that we wrote down as kind of bullet points on some things you could say. Like I I didn't even realize the risks of hormone therapy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think pointing them to resources that can speak the truth. And this is uh, yeah. from the Mayo Clinic this link that you actually have in the article right. here. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. expound too much on this, guys, because you can get the article on sidewalksforlife.com. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, talking about how these there's risks involved this hormone, hormone therapy. I mean, people think that they're doing the best because, you know, after all, we're trying to affirm. That's a word that, that folks that um, push this movement always right. use is affirming, want to be affirming. Yeah. But if you're affirming someone and doing something that's destructive to them, yeah. then you're not being helpful. That's like, yeah. you know, best example I can think of off the top of my head, if somebody, you, you're at the bar, which yeah. you wouldn't be if you're a Christian, but mm -hmm. before you were a Christian at the bar with one of your friends, um, he's had a little too much to drink, mm -hmm. or he or she, walk into the door of the bar with their keys in their hand, are you going to affirm that? You want to affirm them, right? Hey, you could pat them on the back. Hey, you're a good driver. And they're saying, I feel fine. Yeah. I can drive. I'm perfectly fine. So their feelings are saying, yeah. it, it's, it, I can do this. Right. Don't judge yeah. me. After right. all, aren't you right. supposed to? I mean, if you're my friend, would you judge me? Yeah. Would you, uh, wouldn't you want me to feel like I want to feel in my own body? Right. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes affirmation of destructive behavior is actually involvement in that that destructive yeah. behavior. We need to speak out against it. We can do it graciously, and we can do it um, with, uh, you know, with the grace of God. Yeah. But uh, we shouldn't affirm things that are destructive to people. Anyway, this article in the Mayo Clinic yeah. uh, on the MayoClinic.org website will talk about that. Right. Um, and there's other articles. There's a testimony. We have a link to on this article that you should be able to just watch this testimony. Testimonies are powerful in yeah. any area. Yeah. I always encourage you, if you have a testimony, maybe you know a friend mm-hmm. who was a transgender person mm-hmm. and uh, got saved and God turned their life right side up. Share that yeah. testimony. Maybe you're yeah. a person like that, or maybe this testimony that we have listed here. And there's other testimonies yeah. of uh, of people that have gone through that, and the Lord just uh, turned their life right yeah. side up. Yeah. Share those testimonies. Yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately, I would say ministering to these people, the gospel is the most important thing. It really is. And and the the case study that I heard on the link that I gave you that was what she said that that was what turned everything around. Yeah. For her was she and it took 9 years. And she went through all the surgeries. And and she made the point that she was she awoke from the surgery thinking this it it kept the she kept, you kept having to go more and more extreme and how to deal with the gender dysphoria yeah. and she kept thinking this next step is first hormone therapy, and then I'll feel better. And then when she didn't, she said, well, now the surgeries, and then I'll feel better. And she woke up from the surgery, and it was almost instantaneous. She said, I feel the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm not – this is not right. I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And ultimately came to what I loved the line. She said, finding her identity in Christ, because this is an identity. It's sexual identity, but it's your identity. Where does that lie? And ultimately, it lies in Christ and Christ alone. Yeah. 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 Amen. Well, guys, we hope this podcast was a blessing to you. We hope it equipped you guys to uh, be an effective voice with people who are not necessarily abortion-minded um, so that you can focus on those who are abortion-minded. Of course, we've done uh, many podcasts about that. We'll continue to do podcasts about that. And we may even, uh, at some point in the future, break down some of these subjects individually and do separate podcasts about them. Um, but for now, we, we just hope this will be a blessing to you guys. As always, you can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach out to her, Vicki, at lovelife.org. Check out our Sidewalks for Life website. This article should be up as this podcast come out uh, comes out. And uh, I think it'll be a blessing to you guys with some of those links that we talked about. And uh, I think until next time, we'll wrap this thing up. And uh, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I met you